Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wenatchee in the Word. We're getting into John chapter 9 today, and in John chapter 9, it's an interesting story. I love how John, again, is just going through giving very specific miracles that took place in the life of Jesus and really trying to point us all to the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. And yet another miracle that we're going to see today appoints people to have to accept who Jesus is or not. And what we're going to see is there's both a physical and a spiritual miracle that takes place in chapter 9. And I think sometimes we focus too much on the physical miracles. But the eternal change is the spiritual miracle that we should rejoice about. And so we're going to see a man who is healed physically, but then later uh, receives his spiritual sight as well. And it's an amazing story. So John chapter 9 And starting in verse 1, it says this, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. These events that uh, we're about to look over are things that we would see happening on a Sabbath day. And the fact that this man is born blind from his birth is an important fact. Because eye ailments, they were common in this time. But for someone to be born with this blindness would be an entirely different case. And the disciples, because of this, have a specific mindset about it. In verse 2, it says, His disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So the disciples, they ask if this man was blind because of his own sin or because of the sin of his parents. They were portraying a scenario that the Jews believed to be true. They, they had a limited understanding of the situation. Um, and, you know, sometimes we give God scenarios that we believe must be true, but it's with a limited understanding of the truth that only God knows. And so Jesus here, he explains, this man is not born blind because of sin. He was born blind for the purpose of God manifesting his works in and through this man's life. And sometimes God allows seemingly negative things in our lives because he wants to demonstrate himself in a more powerful way. And that was the case in this man's life, that he was born blind not because of some sin that he was going to commit sometime in his life or the sin of his parents, but because of the fact that God wanted to show himself mighty in and through this man. And it says in verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. We talked a little bit about that in the last episode. He is the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. So Jesus spits on the ground makes clay with his spit, and then puts the clay on the eyes of the blind man. 
And then he sends the blind man to wash his eyes in the pool of Siloam. Verse 7, go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is, be interpreted by, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. So he, Jesus spits in the ground, makes some clay out of the spit, puts it in this man's eyes, and says, go wash your face in the pool of Siloam. And when the man did this, it says he came seeing. Now, when he uh, opened his eyes, Jesus was no, nowhere around because Jesus sent him to the pool of Siloam. Um, and and we're going to see that miracles, again, are never an end in and of themselves. Uh, because this isn't the ending of the story. Uh, people start to notice that this man was the man that was blind, but now he sees. Uh, some people, they don't even believe that this is the man that they all knew to be blind. Uh, it says in verse uh, 9, some said, this is he. Others said, he's like him. But he said, no, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, how were thine eyes opened? And he answered and said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. So the, these people are asking this man, okay, how did, you, how did you start to see? If you truly are the one we all know was born blind, then how are you able to see now? And he tells them how. And they bring the man to the Pharisees to show that this man has been healed on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees, they ask how he was healed, and he tells them. And some of the Pharisees say, uh, well, Jesus can't be of God uh, because he worked miracles on the Sabbath. But others said, well, how could he do these things if he were a sinner? And so even among the Pharisees, there's division here about who Jesus is. And so they ask the blind man his opinion. Who do you think this guy is? And the man says, I, I think he's a prophet. In verse 17, he says that. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. So uh, the Jews, they're, they're like, how did you receive your sight? He tells them, okay, what do you think about this Jesus guy? And he goes, he's a prophet. And the, the Jews, they don't really want to believe that Jesus was of God. And so they say, well, this guy wasn't actually born blind. Let's go. Let's get this guy's parents, bring them in. And let's ask them if this was actually, if he was has always been blind. And so they uh, ask the parents, they say, is this your son? And uh, was he born blind? And how can he see now? And the parents, they can attest to the fact that he is their son. And yes, that he was born blind. But they tell the Pharisees to ask their son about how he sees now. Uh, they say, we know this is our son, verse 20, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we don't know. <laughs> or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. They're like, this guy, he's a grown man. If you want to know how he's uh, able to see now, ask him. He's a grown man. You see, they were scared of what the Jews would do. If anyone confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, they would be put out of the synagogue. It says in verse 22, the, the, these are the words that the Spirit, parents spoke because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. 
So that's why his parents said, he's of age, ask him. So they again call the man that was blind and say, give God the praise, because we know this guy's a sinner. So they tell the man, give God the praise and not the miracle worker, because the miracle worker has to be a sinner, because he healed on the Sabbath. He, he wouldn't be doing this if he was truly from God. See, they were trying to make the man say that God got the praise from the miracle, but then to talk down about Jesus being a sinner. And I love this because the man, he's, he's not going to get cornered into saying something that he doesn't believe. And so he just says this, look, I don't, I don't know if he's a sinner, but this is what I do know. I was blind and now I can see. I love it. Uh, verse 25, whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. So then they ask him again, what did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? So <laughs> the Pharisees ask him in again, again, how Jesus did this miracle. And he says, I told you already. See, the Pharisees, they can't get anything on Jesus to make him guilty. So they keep going in circles on this matter, kind of like an interrogator that, that can't get someone to confess and the man, he starts asking the Pharisees questions. He's like, I've told you already, and you didn't listen. Do you want to hear it again? What? Do you want to be his followers? Do you want to follow him? Are you his disciples? And they revile him and say, that weren't his disciple, but we are Moses's disciples. So he says, are you all his disciples? And they get overly protected. No, you're his disciple. We follow Moses. We know that God used Moses to give us the law, but we have no clue who this man is or what his ministry is. And the blind man says, well, I can see now. Explain that. And then he explains to them, God doesn't honor the request of a sinner. He says, look, we know that God, uh, let me find my place. Uh, it says there in verse uh, 30, he says, uh, why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now, we know God heareth not sinners, but if a man be worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. And so he's talking about a biblical principle that they would have known from the Psalms that were written. They, Especially these people, they studied the law and the prophets and the Psalms. They would have known the passage that he, this uh, blind man, formerly blind man, was uh was get teaching them from that look if if we regard iniquity in our heart the lord won't hear us the god, god doesn't hear people who are living right in sin willingly and so uh let let me ask you uh how would this have happened from someone who was a sinner and he even says since the world began was it not heard that any man open the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. So they say, look, someone who, he says, someone who truly wants to hear the word and will of God, he will. God will answer him. And he asks if a situation like this has ever occurred in the history of the world. This is one of the greatest miracles of all time. <laughs> so if this man wasn't of God, he couldn't have done this. And they can't give an answer to this man. And so they say, well, you were born in sins. 
and now you're trying to teach us? And then they cast him out. It's, it's interesting, we saw in the last chapter, that they couldn't refute what Jesus was saying, and so they uh, resort to ad hominem attacks. They say, well, you were born of fornication, and making fun of the fact that he was born out of wedlock, and uh, and calling him, uh, uh, well, now we know you have a devil, and is it is it right that we call you a Samaritan and those things? They resorted to name calling, and here the same thing. They can't refute this guy's biblical answer, and so because of it, they say, "Well, you were born in sins, and you're trying to teach us," and so they cast him out. And I love in verse thirty-five, it says Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him. He said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? So Jesus hears that they cast him out, and he goes to find this man. And when he finds him, he asks, Do you believe on the Son of God? And the man says, I would if I knew, if I knew who he was. And Jesus says, You're looking at him. I am the Son of God. And the blind man says, I believe and then he worships Jesus. So he had already received his physical sight, but now receiving his spiritual sight. You're the son of God. I believe on you. If, if you're the one who did this to me, and you are uh, the one who is asking me if I will believe on you, then my answer is yes. I know that this could not be have been done by some sinner, by someone who wasn't sent from God. This had to have been of God. So I believe. And Jesus says in verse thirty nine, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which might that the, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said, Are we blind also? So the Pharisees hear Jesus say, Look, I've come that those who are blind would see, and that those who see would be blind. And the Pharisees are like, Are we the blind ones? Really? See, often the people that we see have a problem with the message are the ones for which the message was preached. And these men are convicted. And Jesus says uh, that they aren't blind. They thought they could see. They thought they knew how to live out their lives for God. They, they knew in their minds, we see. We see the law. We know how this is all supposed to take place. We know what the Messiah is going to look like. We know what this uh, ministry of the Messiah is going to look like. We know what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to be living, uh, how we're supposed to clean ourselves. And we know how to follow all of these rules. And because of their quote-unquote sight, Jesus says, because you say we see, therefore your sin remains. You're living in blind sin. Because you think you see, it's actually that very pride that is keeping you in your sin. Wow, what an indictment. That the man who was blind now sees, and the ones who claim to see are actually the ones who are spiritually blind. 
But why did this all take place? Well, because in verse number three, Jesus said, I want to show my works through this man. This man who was born blind, God's works are going to be manifest in him. And so my thought for today would be this. We see an amazing story all come out because of the fact that this man was born blind, a seemingly negative situation, but all so that God's glory could be revealed. And so what situation are we in that we think is seemingly negative, but that God wants to demonstrate himself in and through us in a more powerful way? Maybe we're going through a trial right now. Maybe we're going through a temptation. Maybe we have a physical ailment like this man. But may we not look at it with the lens of what have I done wrong? Or what does God want to, uh, what is God punishing me for? Or anything like that, like many of these people did in this time. May we look at those times and say, how does God want to manifest his power in and through me, through this seemingly negative situation. Because as we see in this man's life, an amazing thing takes place, an amazing miracle of his physical ailment being healed, but ultimately that his spiritual soul was saved and that other people came to know who Jesus was because of his situation. So as we go through this day, let's remember that everything we go through is for the purpose of God's glory. God wants to work in and through us in each and every situation. And so let's allow him to as we go through this day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.